The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what I did was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. A high-scoring week, some big-time performances, an overtime thriller, and, man, too many injuries. Not a fun, like, not a fun week. Uh, just, I don't know, crazy, overwhelming. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> I, I Happy I, week, too. Well done. Um, we don't have to spin every single thing positively. This sucked. Yeah. It sucks when the best players in the game get hurt. It sucks when we have serious injuries. And it sucks when we have like a dozen of them in the first half of the first 10 games of the day. So, like, that's okay. That sucks. There were yeah. also some great performances, and we'll talk about those too. But it good, sucked for a while. Good job. Heath. But that was better than what I did. That was 100% better than what you did. But this is where the people who really love fantasy football tend to thrive, and the people who don't have the guts to stick around shut their team down and let their league mates down. And, oh, I lost too many guys. My season's over. No, 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 no. We're going to work at this. We're going to do it together, and we're going to find a way to rebound. I've got Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley on the same team in an industry league that is very important to me. I have to keep fighting. Otherwise, uh, my reputation is going to go down the drain. No, and I've got to find ways to do it. I, I, I don't know. I've got Wayne Gallman on my bench. It's a 14-team salary cap draft league. i got to find a way. I'm going to find a way. Yeah. Well, I just want to say something real quick here, and, and we can move on. Uh, I, the whole, like, you hear thoughts and prayers, and nobody really knows what to say. But I, thoughts and prayers is the only thing I can say for James White. So sorry to hear the news. A total tragedy. And um, we obviously wish him wish him every you know the best. Our, he's in our thoughts. Um, all right, in terms of fantasy football, guys, we have to start with the injuries. I'm going to pick up my energy a little bit here. If you watch the... Uh, if you watch the Home the uh, the home team watch party that we had presented by Lowe's on Twitch I was doing that for three and a half hours. It was a lot of fun, actually, a ton of fun. We were watching the Chiefs Chargers game and talking fantasy. I'll let you know when we have one. It's a, in a few weeks. We'll have another one, Chiefs and Patriots. Um, but uh, but here we go. Okay, so let's. We know Barkley's almost certainly out for the year. McCaffrey, we don't know about Devontae Adams. Do we know what Devontae Adams' severity hamstring injury? We don't know. We just know that he left the game in the second half. Okay. I think it was the second half. Drew Locke is out two to six weeks. Jimmy Garoppolo, high ankle sprain. Tevin Coleman, knee. Raheem Mostert, mild MCL injury. Cam Laker, Cam Akers, injured ribs. Got the first three carries of the game, and uh, he hurt his ribs. He's out. Cortland Sutton, l- luckily, he came back. Um, he did end up leaving with a knee issue and cramping. Uh, did he finish the game, Cortland Sutton? He did not. Okay. So there's Cortland Sutton, too. And uh, Nick Bosa, likely an ACL. Uh, Brashad Perryman. Paris Campbell knee injury. Sterling he was carded. Yep. Sterling Shepard toe injury. 
And some defensive injuries as well. Will Fuller in the late game. Sammy Watkins, Daryl Williams, and of course, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, and welcome Justin Herbert. I guess Tyrod Taylor is in the hospital. Um, I don't know the, the full. Anthony Lynn said he did not find out until after the coin toss that Taylor was not going to be able to play. But Anthony Lynn also said when Tyrod Taylor is 100%, he is our starter. Wow. He said that today. Wow. Okay. So um, I apologize. Then listen, I apologize to the listeners for being a little out of the loop. Uh, I just had the, you know, I just couldn't really focus on some of the things, but I apologize. Here we go. I got it. Thank you guys for helping me out. But that surprises me. Uh, but anyway, wait, that surprised me quite a bit considering well, how Justin I, Herbert I, played. I think we can linger on that for a second because I, that, that was the game, obviously, that I watched primarily in the afternoon. Right. And Herbert looked really good at times. Um, but also, like the Chiefs defense had three healthy corners and one of them got hurt during the game, I believe. So, and they lost a linebacker during the game. That, that was not a good defense and they scored 20 points. So it's yeah. not as if he lit, like he made some great plays and he did some things that Todd Taylor simply cannot do, but he also made some foolish mistakes and led them to 20 points against a mediocre defense. Yeah, but they scored what well, they score 17 the week before at Cincinnati or whatever. I mean, it was a problem. I don't know why they were giving the ball to Josh Kelly so much and not Austin Eckler. That was weird. Um, well, like just period giving the like every single thing they did in the game was more profitable than handing it off to Josh Kelly, yeah. including throwing it to Josh Kelly. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but well, no, Kelly had the one good catch early on in the game. No, I was saying yeah. that, that was even better than handing like, oh, oh, yeah. Throw it okay. to him if you want him to have the ball. <laughs> Uh, we were just we were watching the game and just kind of wondering, like, or not even wondering, like, saying, like, okay, it's it's Justin Herbert's time, but okay, it's interesting that he said that. So the big question is, like, we usually save this for Tuesday. Who are your top three waiver wire priorities? I I for me and well, I would assume that I will change my mind again by Tuesday, but I'm going to try try to give you my best answer. I think Daryl Henderson's number one for me. I got to check his. All the way down to 30% 30%, rostered. Oh, yeah. Then he would probably be number one. Yeah, and I don't blame people for dropping him last week. I I tried to hang on to him where I had him. I I think I I drafted a lot of Daryl Henderson. I hung on to him just because I thought, look, he was injured. I knew he wasn't going to get a lot of work in week one. Let's see what happens. But obviously, he has a big game here with Cam Akers going out. Very nice game for him. Um, Jarek McKinnon's got to be up there, right? He'd be number two, probably. Um, Jeff Wilson might be up there as well if Coleman's going to be out for a while. Gallman or Deion Lewis? Gallman was a healthy scratch today, but, you know... Well, he won't be next it's week. Di- right. It's different now. It's, and last year, it was Gallman who ended up being like the bell cow, but it's a different coaching staff. And I would imagine that they realize that it's going to be a long season. They will probably have defined roles for both Gallman and Lewis. Lewis punched in a, a short yardage touchdown today from like two yards out on yeah. fourth down. Yeah. Yeah. It was strange. I, I had totally forgotten because I was writing about that today and I had totally forgotten that there was a period in time where Deion Lewis was a feature back. Yep. Um, and was like week in, week out, getting 20 touches a game. Mm-hmm. Um, First half of 2018. I don't know that I want, like, and that, that was my loser kind of as a joke, but not really as a joke. Adam's making big eyes, oh, and so my. I hope he's going to spoil a Sunday night thing for us. Um, wow. But I, I just don't know if I care who the running back for the Giants is. They yeah. are so terrible, and they play the 49ers this week, and I just... 
I don't think like Deion Lewis averaged two yards to carry this. Yeah, week. I agree. Yeah, like, but Daryl Henderson got, for me, easy ahead of those guys. Yeah, but you've got a season long. Like if Wayne Gallman is getting. 14 touches a game. It's for 14 more games. I think that's the appeal to picking up a Giants running back. And by the way, I, I was the the throw and catch to DK Metcalf was just incredible. Um, it was so, a touchdown. Yeah, it was a touchdown on Stephon Gilmore. Per- Excuse great coverage, me, why are you throw. spoiling Sunday Night Football no, for me, just, Adam? Amazing, amazing play. Uh, he told me before the show, he's like, Dave, I promise I'm not going to spoil anything for you. I said, thank you, Heath. I appreciate it. And then who's the one that's ruining the game for me? <sighs> I'm Next sorry. thing you're gonna tell me, Cam Newton ran for a touchdown. All right, so so Henderson and McKinnon one two. Mike Davis depends on what happens with McCaffrey. If the ankle injury is severe and he's going to miss time, Davis got in there and started reeling in receptions. Yeah, uh, uh, so he would absolutely be someone that I'd consider potentially. How high did Anderson. Robbie Anderson's ownership get? I think it's in the seventies. About not 70. high okay. enough to jump ahead of these running backs. Seventy percent for him. Yeah. How about Dalton Good. Schultz? I'm glad. You know what? That's somebody who could work out for people. Imagine all the people that picked him when they were maybe targeting Scotty Miller and they just ended up with Robbie Anderson this week. They're going to be happy campers. Another big target week for him. Dalton Schultz, Mike Kosicki, Jordan Reed. I, we I wonder if Kosicki's game was because of who he was playing. The team that was like better than almost anyone against tight ends last year? Yeah, but they were well, without they did, their top two linebackers. You're right. You're right. You're right. And yeah. their no, cornerbacks were great. way up there. I want Gesicki. Yeah, the schedule gets easier now for the Dolphins. They started with the Patriots and the Bills, and now Gesicki uh, gets next week is Jacksonville. Jacksonville then Prime Seattle. time, Thursday night, the team that <laughs> gave up two touchdowns to John right. Smith. But then he's yeah. got Seattle after that, San Francisco after that. Yeah. yeah I, I think he's going to be hot and cold. You could have him and another tight end and probably be okay with it. Gardner Minshew against the Dolphins. Gardner Minshew's 54% rostered. He's been pretty pretty damn good so far. 28 yes, points, has. 25 points. So. That, that is a Heath coming special right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Put, put that one on the mantle right next to Michael Thomas. And uh, um, who else did you make a huge call on once upon a time in the last five years? No, there's a. I think there's a running back. There's got to be at least one. Who am I thinking? Of? I think Austin Eckler was mine. Eckler might have been one of yours. Yeah, you were a big fan of his. Yeah, yeah, Dak. I'll last think of who it was. I'll remember. All right, all right. So those are some names to know. We'll get to more on Thursday. Let's do some uh, on Tuesday, rather. Let's do some buy or sell. Uh, buy or sell. Teams should try to recover onside kicks when they are kicked at them. <laughs> How dumb are the Falcons? And Sean, we talked about it with Sean Merriman on the Twitch stream. He said it's clear that they were never, they didn't practice that. They weren't coached up on that. Literally, two, three Falcons players like, watching the ball travel yeah. right past them. I, I don't really know what to say. It was really the terrible, terrible loss. It almost, it almost looked like, and I hate to say this, because I, but I don't think it's true. It almost looked like the Falcons were purposely trying to throw the game. <laughs> no, Dave, don't say that. I really don't think that was the I case. don't think it is either, but how else do you explain it? Uh, they choked. They choked. All right. Buy or sell. If we were drafting again today, Kyler Murray and Josh Allen should be QB three and four. I don't know. We just had Dak Prescott go off for over 400 yards and four touchdowns. Say, well, isn't Dak the number one quarterback this week? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I understand. Uh, so and, I, I'll go ahead and sell that then. And yeah. Russell Wilson, as as we say this, is 11 of 12 for 139 yards and two touchdowns. Um, we get to sell. Well, okay, look, some of them have to be sells. I'll tell you. But, okay, fine. Should Josh Allen, buy or sell Josh Allen should have been QB6, not Deshaun Watson. It's so interesting. Like, Deshaun Watson started with the Chiefs. He was okay. You can't judge him too harshly against the Ravens, right? And Josh Allen... He Jets played the Ravens Dolphins. without Will Fuller, too. Yeah. For a lot of that game. Yeah, what if Deshaun Watson had played the Jets and Dolphins right. so far and Josh Allen had played the Chiefs and Ravens? Right. So what do you think? So who would you rather have rest of season? I would still take Watson. I think I would still take Watson, too. But Josh Allen and the Bills offense are on a completely different level right I now. I cannot is- wait to watch them against the Rams and see... Like, I'm not, I'm not even, like, certain any longer that... I'm right that the Rams are going to have any success against Josh Allen. I just want to see if they can do this against a, a real NFL team. Yeah. How about Rams, Raiders, Titans, and then week six, Chiefs at Bills? Well, let me, the other part of this is like, I'm pretty sure if we we're drafting again today, I do think Kyler Murray, ADP would have him third. And I know Dak he, just he had a huge He was third game. on most sites. He just was not ours. Not, I, he okay. It it was like a almost a four way tie for third, but I thought it was Dak. But either way, I think he'd be ahead of the pack right now, and I think he might even be like just behind Mahomes and Jackson. Um, and look, it's points like offense is crazy right now, and a lot of quarterbacks are scoring a ton of points. But Kyler Murray just looks like he's becoming Lamar Jackson right now. I'm like. Am I crazy? Mm-hmm. It looks like he's do- he's about to just dominate the NFL every week. There are two things that Arizona is doing more of in the red zone. One is throwing to DeAndre Hopkins. Two is letting Kyler run. And the red zone, we're going to fudge it and say even like, you know, inside the 25-yard line. And it's it's working out perfectly for them. Oh, and by the way, they they host the Lions in week three. <laughs> right. Okay. And it was that, okay, but we're we're basically buying. I mean, I, oh, he doesn't. I'm not saying he's going to win the MVP or whatever, but we're buying Kyler Murray. Like Kyler Murray's going to have he a great year. He might be an MVP candidate, yeah. without question. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now, Josh Allen's the MVP, right? I don't know. I mean, he had those... uh, it's too early to give somebody the MVP. It's week two. <laughs> Who is the MVP right now? Okay, uh, buy or sell. If we were drafting again today, Aaron Jones is a top eight pick. Yeah, you'd have to put him up there. Buy it. Um, How could you not? How could you not? That's his backfield. Yeah, I. I guess probably. <laughs> what, what, like, what's the trepidation? The what are you worried are, about? All the people that are currently hurt are not going to be drafted in the top eight. Well, not Barkley, not Thomas. So you're taking Barkley and Thomas out of the top eight. So yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. Okay. I'll buy it. Yeah, but he's he's going to be ahead of Chubb. He's going to be ahead of Mixon. He's going to be ahead of Eckler. Uh, Jake, Jacobs, yeah, I mean, I, Jacobs or Aaron Jones? Who would you rather have? Let's Jacobs. see Jacobs' second game. No. <laughs> you don't get that luxury. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty easy after week one to say Jacobs, right? So yeah. we should at least give Jacobs week two. I agree. Okay, But fine. I think he could be right behind him. I think Jacobs is still averaging more fantasy points per game. <laughs> uh, buy or sell Justin Herbert well now we won't do this one since apparently he's not going to be the starter when, Ty- when Tyrod Taylor yeah talking. sure he's not yeah uh, alright fine buy or sell at some point Herbert's the starter will be great for Keenan Allen bad for Mike Williams you can buy that I liked I liked the way that he was targeting and, and getting the ball to Keenan Allen I will sell it um, Al- Mike Williams 
was like inches away from a deep touchdown. The Honey Badger made a fantastic diving play to get a hand on the football. It was a pretty bad throw, wasn't it? Um, kind of I, I don't think like maybe. I think it was. I don't think it was underthrown. I think it was late. Okay. I think he should have thrown it a little bit earlier, but it was kind of a laser. He had a lot of passes that were a little off target. He threw the ball too hard a lot of times. Yeah. Or too wide. Yeah. Uh, Buy or sell. Calvin Ridley is better than Julio Jones. Dot, dot, dot in fantasy. That's my believe it or not for that game and for this week. (laughs) Okay. Believe it or not. Totally different than buy or sell. Calvin, who, who would you rather have Calvin Ridley or Julio Jones? I don't see Ridley dropping touchdowns. I'll take Julio still. I uh, I love Calvin Ridley. Okay, love the way he's playing. I don't, here's here's the thing though: is Calvin Ridley still Calvin Ridley if Julio Jones isn't on the field? Yes, I well, Mike. Well, I, I, I say think yes. What if I Calvin if Ridley he's... gets Julio Jones coverage and Julio Jones gets yeah. Calvin Ridley coverage? Then it's gonna it'll flip on a switch and you're gonna see Julio Jones start having a bunch of monster games. Right. This is the predicament that defenses teams have no choice now but basically play big deep zone against Atlanta. I would like They've to accept no though, it's still that... Todd Gurley will average like three and a half yards here. <laughs> and not get a lot of work in the passing game, by the way, for Gurley. No, uh, it's it's kind of ugly now. I would like it's to at sad. least though accept that Calvin Ridley is a is a great wide receiver. It doesn't necessarily need Julio Jones, but I guess we, hopefully we'll never know. Hopefully we'll, we won't know. Oh, I mean, someday we're going to find mean, out. I mean, Julio did get hurt in this game. Yeah, he was hot. Um, he he didn't leave, but he was not Julio. Mm-hmm. All right, buy or sell. You cannot confidently start a Baltimore running back this season. It ended up with Ingram with nine carries, Dobbins with two, Edwards with ten. And Ingram had a long, like, 35-ish yard touchdown. You cannot confidently start a Baltimore running back this season by herself. Bye. I won't go so far as this season. I would, like, I could not confidently start a Baltimore running back in week two. And I cannot confidently start a Baltimore running back in week three. But I'm still hopeful that there comes a point in this year where I can confidently start J.K. Dobbins. Just so I don't miss anything till later in the show, like what were your major takeaways? Sum up, write a, write an article about week two. It, injuries, when injuries, I, injuries. Yeah, I did that when I when I took over the intro. Yeah, I know, I know. It sucked. Um, but but other than that, Heath, what what stood out to you? I mean, blocks? Aaron Jones was twenty nineteen. Aaron Jones making us all look a little bit stupid. What in the world? How? Jordan Wilkins had like 10 touches to yeah. Naheem oh Hines my gosh. one. Yeah. That was like so the, weird. the real story was probably that everyone that spent any fab at all this past week <laughs> feels like a moron. <laughs> uh, okay. So the two storylines that stick out other than the injuries to me are uh, maybe some backfield clarity. Jonathan Taylor is going to get a lot of work. What a shock. Yeah. What a shock. Um, it, We'll talk about the Bucks, but Ronald Jones may have fumbled his job away. Yes, he did. Antonio Gibson, do you guys think he's kind of a, a sleeping giant, like ready to run away with that job? If he hasn't run away already. Right. I mean, um, he had 13 carries. I, again, I'm, I'm wondering what they're thinking about him as a pass catcher because he only had one catch. Yeah. 
He's got a lot of work to do to get to 70 receptions at this point. Might not happen. <laughs> Jeez. But the, the carries are, it's, it's bizarre world with Gibson because they're using him more as a rusher than a pass catcher. We were giving Scott Turner and company too much credit for being this, you know, innovative offensive genius. Maybe, maybe Washington doesn't quite see him that way. Oh, I've been vindicated over the idiot moron discussion that, Carson Wentz is not an elite quarterback. That was the main storyline. <laughs> uh, what what is going on with him? Well, hold on. The other thing I wanted to say was uh we just have to change our standards for what we expect from a streaming quarterback. Like 20 points <clears throat> unless things change right now and I'm, I again I'm interested to see what the holding calls were, but if offense continues to be like this a 20 point game from a fantasy quarterback is just not not very yeah, good at not, all. Yeah, it's not as exciting. Yeah, even 20 like I feel like 25 has to be a benchmark if there are no buys. I, right, you almost want to you want to look at a quarterback and say can he score 3 times? <laughs> well, 25 was what it took in week 1 to be a top 12 quarterback. I don't know where the top 12 is at right now. You got to assume that Russell Wilson and Cam like at least two more quarterbacks are going to reach that mark. So I mean, Dak and Allen tied at the top with 41 fantasy points. <laughs> I'll tell you there's now. another four with over 30. Yeah, it's actually there's a pretty big gap between 10 and 12. 10 is Fitzpatrick with 28 fantasy points and 12 is Aaron Rodgers. Um, now, with I've 22. got Justin Herbert with 23. I, I think he's 11. He's 11 or 12. I believe he's 11 and then Aaron Rodgers is 12 with Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, yeah. And Big Ben also tied for 12. Right. So maybe kind of, so like a game like Roethlisberger had kind of let you down a little bit. 22 fantasy yeah. points, you'll, you'll take it, of course. Anything north of 20 is good, but, I mean, you got to start figuring. No, I think that was Adam's point. I think he's right. Like, I yeah, don't think yeah. anything north of 20 is good anymore. Right, Crazy right, week. exactly. It's got to be a little bit higher than that. And, by the way, Lamar Jackson, I'm sure, I'm sure he played great. I mean, they controlled that game. He had six incompletions, but he only scored 19 fantasy points, six point per passing touchdown leagues, his fewest since week five of 2019. Game manager uh, against Pittsburgh game manager. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's uh, Lamar Jackson. Okay, back to uh, let's go to the winners and losers here. Dave's winners, Deontay Johnson, 13 targets and most targets on the team two weeks in a row. Eight catches, 92 yards and a touchdown for Deontay Johnson gets Houston next week. Daryl Henderson, 12 carries, 81 yards and a touchdown, two catches for 40 yards. And he'll be at Buffalo next week. Ryan Tannehill. Dave said he wanted to remove him from the winners, but he's a clear winner, Dave. 34 fantasy points for Tannehill at Minnesota next week. Um, so you have three winners, Deontay Johnson, Daryl Henderson, Ryan Tannehill. The only reason why I kind of felt a little nervous about putting Tannehill on the list was because in week four and five, he's got Pittsburgh and Buffalo. And those are going to be challenging matchups for him. We're going to learn a lot about the Titans by then. But for now, he's just he, he picked up where he left off last regular season. He's, he, he's really fun to watch. He's incredible. And John U. Smith was making huge plays for him. And this offense is schemed masterfully for him. There was a time on this podcast where I was poking fun at Arthur Smith for being, you know, the kind of the, the part of the background it for the Tennessee Titans. He's been with so many coaching staffs with the team and now he's running the offense and you know what? He's doing a damn good job. You can turn Ryan Tannehill into a good quarterback. You're doing a damn fine job. So really, really impressed by him. You've got to be impressed with Deontay Johnson's targets. The touchdown catch was really good. He had tight coverage on him. The throw was behind him. He still got it and, uh, and scored. 
And anybody that's getting double-digit targets every week, of course they're a starter for fantasy. And you know next week he's going to be a starter. Okay. Um, Heath, your winners are uh, Robbie Anderson. Another big game for him. Nine catches, 109 yards on 10 targets. And that was after 114 yards and a touchdown in week one. And Hayden Hurst, five catches, 72 yards and a touchdown yeah. at Dallas and gets the Bears next week. So Robbie Anderson Thank and goodness. Hayden Hurst. Thank goodness we didn't draft Hayden Hurst for nothing. <laughs> it was good to see him have some involvement in the passing game. And the nice thing is Matt Ryan's apparently just going to throw 50 passes every week. So there's always going to be plenty of targets for everyone. You don't have to worry about any target crunch. No, in all seriousness, I feel better about Hurst as a uh, top 12 tight end moving forward. It's a difficult matchup against the Bears in week three, but uh, he'll be a borderline start. They give up a they give up a touchdown to a tight end, right? No, no, but not Evan Ingram. Had, I mean, if Evan Ingram can get 65 yards, Hayden Hurst will probably have 100. Ingram had 12 and a half PPR points in week two. He's and Hurst has the Bears and then the Packers, and then uh, things mostly he's got Carolina twice in four weeks, weeks five and eight. The Lions are in between then. Yeah, there's plenty of good games ahead for Hurst. And the other thing is that it might not even matter who he plays because defenses are just going to have to pay so much attention to Julio and Ridley. Someone's going to get open on every play. It's just a matter of Matt Ryan having time to find that read. And then with Robbie, I, I'll say the same thing I said last week. If he's going to get eight to 10 targets every week, he's going to be a top 25 wide receiver. There's just not any question about it. He yeah. is Maybe he's not a great receiver i'm not saying that but he is a good receiver he has been a good receiver with atrocious quarterback play and so it looks like right now he and dj Moore have kind of separated themselves from curtis samuel a little bit and they should they're very good receivers curtis samuel's not and so if you're going to give those two that type of target share they're both going to be very good okay moving on to our losers heath your losers are the jets and the giants yeah, it's. I'm sorry to all of you who are fans of the Jets and Giants, specifically you, Adam, because no I know, like it, it sucks. Um, yeah, it I don't think you can reasonably start. Like maybe you want to start Evan Ingram against the 49ers. He did have 12.5 PPR points, but I believe that Evan Ingram right now is at the point where he's can he score a touchdown, and that's whether you start him or not. And I don't feel confident in the Giants' ability to score offensive touchdowns against the 49ers. And the Jets just don't have any players. Like, every, you might make fun of Adam Gase all that you want. And I enjoy that sport as much as anyone. They have no players. Yeah, yeah. Perryman hurt. Jamison Crowder, gone. Brashad Perryman, gone. I don't, did Denzel Mims put on a helmet today? He's on IR. Chris Hogan, gone. Le'Veon Bell, gone. Like, there's just nothing to ever find out if Sam Darnold could be any good. Um, I, I feel for them, but you, I don't, I'm not starting any jets or giants. Well, you took one of my losers though, Heath, which wasn't cool. It's Chris Herndon because he was there. Herndon did play and he had one catch for five yards. Braxton Berrios from the That's university of Miami. Yeah. I'm telling you, I, did you hear what I said today on, on uh, fantasy football today? No, this was, this was his Joe boo game. Remember mm. Serrano from major league. Yes. He's in the batter's box and he's talking to his bat in the playoffs. And he goes, this is the last time. If you don't help me, I say, forget you, Joe Boo. I do it myself. Yep. I'm saying, forget you to Chris Herndon. He's a hurricane, but I'm, I'm, I'm never trusting him again. 
I'm gonna cut him. We Got him in a couple leagues. Are never, ever, <laughs> ever yeah. getting back together. I used to sing "We Are Never Ever" drafting Mark Teixeira. It was really just tremendous parody. What a what a crew I've got here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but you know, um, what about Darius Slayton? Like, sad. He, no, he's not going to start he, him. Like in a game where they were chasing the score and didn't have their best player, he saw a fifteen percent target, and their num their their possibly number one wide receiver got hurt. He saw a fifteen percent target share and caught half of those. Yeah, but okay, he had a bad drop too. But um, you know his history of when somebody's out, he's good. And he was great last week. So. Two somebodies were out today. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, so there was a bad game. So it was a bad game. Uh, like, it happens. Yeah, Who it had happened. a bad game today? And the Devontae thing about Adams the, had a bad game. The thing about the 49ers is like the 49ers next week, they're going to be, well, we'll get into that, but they're going to be traveling back to New York for the second time in, in a week. With and, a depleted team. Yeah, with no Bosa, with no Sherman, and then another one of their starting cornerbacks is out. But whatever. That's a mention Jimmy Garoppolo is out. Yeah, we'll get into that. I right. just, I don't think anybody right now is going to respect the Giants run game at all. Yeah. And that makes it very, very difficult for the pass game, which isn't particularly good. Yeah, um, no, right. That's, I guess my, that was my overall question. Like the Barkley injury is bad for everyone, right? It's just terrible. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, you'll get something out of Gallman and Deion Lewis, but you won't feel and very good starting them. I'm not like if I was going to, if, you might be in a position where you're looking at three or four different crappy receivers as your flex option. And Darius Slayton could make your week in one play. That might be the guy you want to throw into the flex, but I would just prefer to not start any jets or giants. They might be the two worst teams in football. Could you combine those two rosters right now and field a competitive team on offense? No. No, you, I don't I, think you can. They've got nothing of running back. Jets. Right, right. It would really just be, yeah. yeah they would both you have take Darnold problems. over Daniel Jones? Oh, good grod, no. I no. have no idea. Good no. grod. We have good no grod. idea if Daniel Jones is good. Good gravy, Who good Who do you God. pray to? <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Dave's other loser is Ronald Jones. So let's talk. This is so This is so interesting. He was off to, you know, he's having a pretty good game. He had a nice touchdown run. I was feeling good because I thought Stiff arm. he was going to have a good game. Um, Kawan Short was out for Carolina. So uh, I figured they'd be able to run the ball. And, um, and they were. Ronald Jones, seven carries, 23 yards and a touchdown. That's not so great. Then he fumbles. And it really opened the door for Leonard Fournette, who finished with 12 carries, 103 yards, two touchdowns, uh, plus four catches. Is it over for Ronald Jones? Is it Leonard Fournette's backfield? Yeah, Rojo is the handcuff to Fournette. I would be stunned if Bruce Arians is still going to be in Rojo's corner now. I I just don't ever know. Like, I think... (laughs) How do you not know where it should be? But because, like, my expectation is Rojo is going to get four carries next week, and then in, like, two weeks... He's going to have a 16 carry game for 80 yards. Right. So what's probably going to happen is Fournette's the guy. And if he starts making mistakes and the doors cracked open again for Rojo. Leonard Fournette has made a mistake mistake or two in his past. No doubt about it. Prisco no will doubt. tell you about him. Oh, trust me. We've seen him and we've <laughs> dealt with him and he's been suspended for games because of them. But I could absolutely see Bruce Arians going back and forth between the two. The great thing now is if you've got Fournette, you can probably acquire Ronald Jones on the super cheap if you wanted to. That's if you wanted to. And then there's also the, the realistic possibility that Fournette 
follows through his assignments, doesn't botch handoffs from Tom Brady, protects Brady when asked, continues to catch passes out of the backfield, and continues to rumble for touchdowns. There, There's also just, and I don't like, this was another one of my believe it or not, so we can get to it later, but like week one, we blamed Mike Evans for the pretty terrible interception. And week two, we're blaming Ronald Jones for the muffed handoff that actually gets recorded as a fumble on Tom Brady. Yeah. He's played two pretty terrible games so far. Um, and we've mostly Ooh. just blamed everyone around Ooh, him. Brady? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of true. I didn't think week. he was that, like, he underthrew uh, Watson, I believe, on that flea flicker. He should have had a touchdown there. Um, but I think someone dropped a touchdown for him, no? Scott Miller dropped a touchdown. Um, he wasn't that bad today. I wouldn't say he was terrible. But I thought he was going to go ballistic. Yeah. Yeah, me too. They ran the ball in a couple times. OJ Howard, one catch. Rob Gronkowski, oh, Gronk. less than one catch. I mean, Gronk is the easiest drop, right? We got to move on. Yeah. Yeah. One, did he have one it, target to start Gronk Dalton or Scott Schultz. Miller? <laughs> you could drop them both, I think. Start Dalton Schultz, sit Rob Gronkowski. Welcome to 2020, everybody. Well, not welcome. You've been here for a while. It sucks. Um, okay. Are there any players that you're particularly worried about? Are you worried about Derrick Henry at all? A little. Still a lot of carries. 25 carries after 31 last week, but just hasn't gotten into the end zone yet. No, but Johnny Smith has. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Does that, that doesn't really answer my question about whether that I'm has absolutely about nothing to do with your question. <laughs> I'm just excited for John. Ooh, uh, Derek Henry will come around. The offensive line could be part of the problem here. Uh, James Conner is another one. Worry? This a little bit. He really did not play well until almost literally the end of the game. He had a 59 yard run to ice it through Denver's you know who he exhausted than? defense. Benny Snell. A lot. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> bad day at the office for Benny Snell. It, really bad. Um, I don't I don't think they're going to say Snell you later, but I do think, I wonder if you could fleece the Saquon Barkley drafter in a deal where you can give up James Conner and get just for straight up for Saquon Barkley. I wouldn't do that unless it's a dynasty league, (laughs) in which case I would, but in, in a, in a redraft, I, you might be able to pick up a couple of really good pieces just for James Conner. And I think I'd tell you to do it. Okay. Interesting. I thought, I I don't think he looked that great. I think he looked kind of okay. Are you guys buying the breakout season from Noah Fant who had uh, a touchdown? today? Yes. Fantastic. Yes. Oh, I'm just haunted. Haunted by that draft pick in the podcast league. Oh, it was one pick away. And I ended up with I'm enjoying take? it. Gronkowski. Who did you take? I took Sammy Watkins, thinking, oh, oh, they're not gonna take a second tight end. I'll just get one in, in three picks. And nope, they took Fant and then I took Hi, Adam. Yeah. I know, Dave. You will you will remember that pick for two reasons. One, because of you know how much it sucks for you. And two, when you're drafting late next year, you will overlook position need and go after players that you think could break Don't out tell regardless me that. of position. I'm the one, I preach that all the time. I get so much pushback for saying, I'll draft two or three quarterbacks, two tight keep, ends. Three. Keep preaching it, and more and more people will listen. Absolutely. At least you got, at least you got that great week one from Sammy Watkins, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That is true. Uh, no, he was on my bench. That's right. Yeah, I, started started Slayton. Slayton. I started Slayton. I know he was. <laughs> I started Slayton. Um, and I probably am going to lose again in the podcast league because I have zero points from 
Rob Gronkowski and from Paris Campbell. All right, good stuff. That's too bad. Good stuff. It's really sad. Um, yeah, I'm, right. I'm already out of it in that league. Great. <laughs> right. No, I have a good team, man. Like, that sucks. All right, here we go. Uh, Tennessee 33, Jacksonville. Thir- oh, should we look at the leaderboard? I forgot about the leaderboard. Let's look at the leaderboard. Yeah. Okay, let's see the leaderboard. Um, your quarterback leaders, Prescott, Josh Allen, 41 fantasy points. Matt Ryan, 35. Ryan Tannehill, 34. Kyler Murray, 33. And Patrick Mahomes, 31 fantasy points. Um, and Jared Goff, 29. That's probably... And, and Burrow, 29. And Minshew, 28. And Fitzpatrick, 28. That's your top 10. Uh, it got more interesting after the top five. But how about who's Goff? At the, who's at the bottom of the leaderboard? Kirk Cousins, negative two. And Drew Locke? Drew Locke, negative, negative two. two. <laughs> Good call, Adam. Dave. You finally had more fantasy points than Kirk Cousins. Congratulations. Uh, uh well, how about um Jared Goff? Twenty of twenty-seven, two hundred sixty-seven yards, three touchdowns, twenty-nine fantasy points. That's the Hig beast coming through for Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. And and good schematic play from them, possibly helped along by Cam Akers' injury. Because a couple of those touchdowns came early on in the game, so that might have changed their thinking when they got inside the red zone to lean on golf a little bit more, and it worked out. And tight ends have been doing a number on Philadelphia so far oh, in yeah. two weeks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's go over to the uh, running back leaderboard here. Who's number one? Who do you think? Should be obvious. Aaron Jones. Correct. Of course. Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, two Browns. Yeah. It was too low on both the Browns. Yeah, you really were. <laughs> Always. David Montgomery. David Montgomery, guys. 16 carries, 82 yards. That was nice. He looked spry. He does. And he had he a nice spry. touchdown catch. He looked spry when he got hurt, too. Did you see what happened? He hurled yeah. the defender, got hit by another, and head first into the ground. Thank goodness he was okay after. It looked really scary. All right, let's talk uh, about him and James Robinson. They both had 16 carries. Robinson had uh, 102 yards and a touchdown. Montgomery had 82 yards. Montgomery had three catches, 45 yards and a touchdown, which you can't really rely on. And Robinson had three catches for 18 yards. So total yards, catches, car- like their their total yards, catches, and carries are very similar. Would you rather have David Montgomery or James Robinson rest of season? Montgomery. I think I'll take Robinson. Ooh. You're kind of a Montgomery hater, though. A little bit. Yeah. But I even even I'll tell you that he does look good. He looked good week one as well. And um, look, here's the thing. The Bears, Lions, and Giants, first two weeks of the season, their schedule will not get easier than this. And Jacksonville doesn't really matter who's been on their schedule or who will be on their schedule because they're going to, you know, we're going to say that they're going to be in a lot of high-scoring, come-from-behind types of games, but Robinson is giving them something on the ground. It's kind of, it's kind of cool that Jacksonville is this team that's competitive. I thought they and were, I thought they were going to go sixteen and zero for a second. <laughs> they <laughs> well, tied they're not the game. going zero and sixteen. That'll be the yeah, Jets. They tied the game. I, I, I was think, like, oh, 16 and zero. Yeah, uh, Robinson looks really good. He really does, and it's it's the old Pete Prisco line. You can find them anywhere. Pick them off a tree. Running backs are everywhere. This is an undrafted free agent running back from Illinois State. Played his high school ball in Rockford, Illinois. And now here he is, the lead back for the Jacksonville Jaguars for the foreseeable future. And he doesn't, he shares with Chris Thompson, but 
I mean, that's like Montgomery sharing with Tariq Cohen. He shared shared with LaVisca Schnault a little bit. Schnault had 35 yards rushing in this yeah, game. That's awesome. Out of the backfield. Yeah. I mean, keep that in mind if you've got Schnault and you're disappointed with his stats from Sundays that he, at least Jacksonville, you know what? Like their coaches deserve credit because they're finding useful ways to get Schnault the ball. And they found James Robinson and they're not saying, well, he's an undrafted free agent. Let's take him slowly. They're, putting him right into the action and he's doing good. He's rewarding that coaching staff. That offensive line is playing a little bit better than we thought it would. And Minshew is playing fantastic. I can't wait for DJ chart to eventually like have a, a lot of yardage and a touchdown in the same game. That'll be really cool to see guys. You should just, just stop what you're doing and watch the Falcons onside kick thing again. Like it, it's so bad. It's it's. I don't want to watch. Look it at again. number it seventeen. No, that's that's good bad though. Like we had a lot of bad bad today. That's good bad. That that's happy bad. Well, compared to the bad bad we had, anything's better than that. Okay. Um. David Montgomery. By the way, yes, the schedule will get harder, but in week three gets the Falcons. So I don't know how much harder. You know, it was super bad today. What? My DFS lineups. <laughs> I was just looking really, at really, really bad. Heath, I, I placed 27th out of 18,000 entries Ooh. on FanDuel. Wow. It was a 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, here we go. Uh, wide receivers. Calvin Ridley, Stefan Diggs, Terry McLaurin, Mike Evans, and then Tyreek Hill and Deontay Johnson tied uh, in fifth place. Calvin Ridley, Stefan Diggs, Terry McLaurin, Mike Evans, Tyree Kill, Deontay Johnson. Heath, what jumps out at you? Um, Stefan Diggs made a couple of spectacular plays. And again, I'm really looking forward to seeing these Bills wide receivers, Diggs and John Brown specifically, against um against the Rams. The Rams. Yeah. yeah, that's gonna be a lot of fun. Um yeah. Ramsey yeah, can't D- cover both of them. And uh well, yeah, right. But um, Ramsey then, versus Diggs is going to be incredible to watch. That will be so much fun. Might just be a monster game for John Brown. Might, might not be watch a it very much. For John ball, Brown. ball might be on the other side of the field the whole time. Could be. You know. Um, yeah. Uh, also, McLaurin was awesome. Right. Yeah, I was glad to see that. Um, and here's how about this? Deontay Johnson was sixth. Chase Claypool tied for seventh. He had a yeah, long touchdown play, catch. Play. Yeah. And both of them getting huge yardage. Juju kind of, he had the catches at least. That helped him out. But Juju didn't come through like he did in week one. Uh, is, there an, is there enough to go around in Pittsburgh every single week? Or is it going to be a deal where maybe two of these receivers every week are good and one of them is bad? It's just a matter of playing whack-a-mole with which one will be good and which two will be great, good. Average? Am I? Are, are we still podcasting? What's going well, on? look. I mean, Claypool had an 84-yard touchdown catch. Other than that, he had two catches for four yards on two targets. Yeah. So I, I don't, uh, of course, not really a needle mover. No, but he's 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 a problem for defenses. Okay, but he got three. Tar- he's like, like their version of DK Metcalf. All right. I know. I just like. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to move it along because I like who's picking up Chase Claypool when he has three targets and he had two. He has five targets in two games. I understand. So that means he's just taking some numbers away from other players in Pittsburgh when we'd rather they, yeah, those star players get the numbers instead. And, you know, I just want to give a little shout to Devontae Parker because he scored uh, and now he's been good in one half against Stefan Gilmore and good uh, enough against Tredavious White. How many and- catches did he have? 
Like we just pooped all over Chase Claypool. Five catches for 53 yards and a touchdown on eight targets. But he's had had two really tough matchups, and he came through in both of them. Well, I mean, sort of came through. He left with an injury, but he had like four for... He had four for 47 on four targets in one half against New England, and it's doing exactly what he did last year. He's putting up points in these brutal matchups. Parker missed a lot of this game because I saw Tredavious White was on Preston Williams. For a good part of the second half, I just Preston know the touchdown, the touchdown was on. Touchdown too. Yeah. Yes, he did. I, I just know the touchdown was on uh, Tre'Davious White, and we didn't see that live because the truck. Uh, there was bad weather, and the video was out. All right, top tight ends: Tyler Higby, Jonu Smith, four for eighty-four and two touchdowns. Mike Gesicki. Well, say Tyler Higby's line at least five for fifty-four just... and three touchdowns. There you go. Mike Gesicki, Jordan Reed. Two touchdowns and Travis uh, Kelsey guy. Travis Kelsey nine for ninety and a touchdown. Followed by Hayden Hurst and Noah Fant and Dalton Schultz and Mo Ali Cox had a big game too. Keith, that's another one. A hundred and eleven yards for Mo Ali Cox. I think he dropped a touchdown too. Mac, that's some action for you. Oh, oh. Mo Ali Cox, M A C Mac Maction was the thing that they did. Yeah, I'm Mac- glad you chose to make that type of yeah. joke instead of something else involving his name. Like a mo yeah, type like joke, give me or mo, give me welcome mo to yards, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sounds like something I'd do. Right up my alley. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> okay, um, but seriously, huge day for tight ends. Um, Jonu Smith. Now, does this have to do with AJ Brown, or is Jonu Smith uh, legitimately busted? I think Jonu Smith is really good. Uh, the one problem that I see is that he's still not getting crazy reception totals but red zone weapon and a yards after catch weapon and let's face it this was a game where Tannehill didn't attempt a lot of passes he had a touch on every six pass attempts it's pretty good Mm -hmm. and Janu Janu uh it's a fun player he's he will continue to be a factor for Tennessee but if you don't want to believe it that's okay if you've got him on your team trade him get something good for for him would you trade him would you trade Johnny Smith for Evan Ingram no. Would you do it for Hunter Henry? I'm not trading him for a tight end. I'm assuming if I've got John R. Smith on my team, I have another tight end to go with him. Okay. Would you? If would that you... tight end is Tyler Higby, I might shop both of them around after this week. And uh, you should get interest, certainly, and see what you can find. Maybe okay. you can get a... I'm going to throw some names yeah. out. I'm going to throw some names What if out, you ready? could package or, one of these tight ends with a running back to get one of the elite running backs that maybe hasn't been great? A mix in a Miles Sanders and Austin Eckler. Remember when we used to do the games on Sunday night? <laughs> yeah. I, Tennessee 33, Jacksonville 30. Um, all right, let's do this. Gardner Minshew, 54% rostered. Is he just going to be really good? Oh, wait, no. Believe he, it or not. Believe it or not. Gardner Minshew is a must start quarterback. I think I'm starting to believe it. Sure, I'll believe it. I, no, this I'm, was not one of my, I'm not going to believe it. This was actually one of the ones that made... This, like I think today reminded us of something. We don't know what any team is going to look like six weeks from now. Can we agree on that? Like, six going to be weeks more from injuries. now? I don't know if we can say it two, two weeks. weeks from now. His schedule over the next four weeks is just littered with atrocious pass defenses. Bad, bad defenses. Bengals, Texans, Lions... Dolphins, Bengals, Texans, Lions. Then he has a bye. So we're only like he's a must start quarterback. You are you must start Gardner Minshew for the next month. 
But then after that, I'm not sure. We don't know. Okay. Who knows? We'll worry Who about knows? that then. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> All right. Uh, believe it or not, Keelan Cole should be at least 30% rostered. He is 3% rostered. He has uh, a touchdown in two straight games. I heard on a podcast somewhere that the Jacksonville Jaguars' next four games have a lot of favorable matchups. Believe it. Believe it? Okay. (laughs) Uh, Believe it or not, Corey Davis is breaking out. I guess. Uh, This is is a disappointing effort. Three for 36 and a touchdown. Tennessee only attempted 24 passes. So, technically, he had... 20% 20% target share. Mm-hmm. All right. So what, believe it or not, I don't believe it. Yeah. I don't really believe it either. I'll probably start him next week. If, um, AJ Brown's not there, but I don't believe that it's like sustainable. And I think like winning yeah. this week probably means they're not rushing AJ Brown back. All right. We're going to take a quick break here. We got the rest of the games when we come back on fantasy football today. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Green Bay 42 and Detroit 21. Heath, what do we got? Believe it or not, there's no such thing as regression with Aaron Jones. There will be someday. I just don't (laughs) think it's happening right now. I want to get uh, my Aaron Jones awesome stat. Um, 232 yards on 22. He was over 10 yards per touch today and scored three more touchdowns. The Lions are pathetic defensively. Simon Cowell style, pathetic. Okay, wait. I'm working on this amazing stat. Keep talking. How about this? Is like, Simon Cowell still like well known? Uh huh. Or am I just you know, also calling like, up a fifteen year old culture reference? AJ Dillon is completely irrelevant. Um. Yeah. He almost all of his carries were on like the last drive of the game. I just wonder, like, if Aaron Jones gets hurt, and he has the tendency to get a little nicked up. Mm-hmm. Does Jones does Dylan like become the ball carrier and Jamal Williams stays in the same role? Gets the catches. Mm, I and think some they'll carries. they'll probably feel their way through that because Jamal Williams, and again, he's playing the Lions. He averaged almost eight yards per carry. He's he's not a terrible running back. He's serviceable. 
Okay, so Aaron Jones going into this season, if you included the playoffs, any playoff games, he had 11 games with 15 or more carries. In every single one, he scored 14 or more non-PPR fantasy points. Every time he had 15 or more carries, you're talking at least 14 non-PPR points, and now you can extend that to 13 out of 13. I mean, every time they give Aaron Jones work, he is just the man. Yep. So keep keep on giving him work. Why why wouldn't they give him the work? It would be the dumbest thing ever. Oh, for they them will to not oh, give yeah. him the work. So what do you think? Like everyone else in this game, <laughs> is there obviously Devontae Adams? He got hurt, but other than Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, um, are there any like reliable starters, including Aaron Rodgers, including Marvin Jones? All you know, are there any reliable starters in this game going forward? I think Rodgers can still be a reliable starter. Uh, I, I like that DeAndre Swift had five catches for 60 yards. Could be a re- reliable PPR flex. Okay. Maybe a low floor flex. Maybe not mm. quite reliable. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, eventually carry on is going to miss time and Adrian Peterson's going to be old. The Adrian Peterson thing. I'm just not sure of like the he's, I think he might still be the best runner on the team. Oh, I think he is. I hope that's I not true. I, I hope for DeAndre Swift's sake that is not true. Yeah, just hold I mean, tight like, to Swift. We should like I, you, I Heath. You're right. He's got, Adrian, and I did it on the show on Friday. Like Adrian Peterson deserves a, deserves a little bit more credit than what he gets. Um, but he got his carries cut in half. You know, so it's tough from a fantasy standpoint. He had 14 carries in week one. He had seven in week two. Right. Um, well, right. I'm not saying you should add Adrian Peterson. I just I think he's going to continue to be a problem. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are you, are you guys okay dropping Lazard and MVS? I mean, MVS actually three for 64 on seven targets. He dropped another touchdown. He's yeah. not good. Like, they keep throwing it to him, so it doesn't really matter, but he's not good. Yeah, but you know how Aaron Rodgers is. You keep burning him, he's going to stop throwing you the football. Rams 37 and Eagles 19. Cam Akers did get the first three carries of the game, then he left with an injury. Heath, what do we got for this one? Well, it was going to be, believe it or not, Daryl Henderson is the number one waiver wire priority, but we already discussed that. So I will say, believe it or not, you should drop Carson Wentz and pick up Gardner Minshew. Yeah. We're there. Yeah. It sucks, man. It it really, and there will be, it's, and this absolutely feels like as soon as you turn your back on Carson Wentz or as soon as you cut Carson Wentz, he's going to end up being amazing. Cincinnati so, this week. This week. Yeah, three. I know. It look, it should be week? good. <laughs> does, really should. Does Alshon Jeffrey matter for him? Like, is that gonna be his savior? I don't think so. But yeah. you we've already outlined that schedule for Minshew. And I think you can almost cement him into your lineup for four weeks. And if you want to carry Carson Wentz with him, you can, but I I I'm, I don't feel great about Carson Wentz. Like literally, the only thing I can tell you is, watch out. When next thing you know, he's going to be great as soon as you lose faith in him. And that's almost the only argument I have for hanging on to Carson Wentz. Dallas Goddard wasn't good, but he got more targets than Zach Ertz again. He keeps getting a ton of targets. More target, but yeah, it's like six games in a row he's been at eight or more targets, going back to last year. They just keep throwing. It's now nine in a row with uh, 40 or more pass attempts. But, like, if Zach Ertz is getting seven targets a game, he's not going to be the number three or four tight end in fantasy. No, but I, I would love to check in on his value in trade. I'm not going to give up a whole hell of a lot for Zach Ertz, but if, if I can get him super cheap, 
I'll carry him as my second tight end until he starts to get back in the swing of things. I, I don't. I doubt people are going to sit him though. I mean, he's ninety percent started today. I guess we can see, but I like. Would you take Jonu Smith or Noah Fant over Zach Ertz rest of season? Oh, I know. I'm supposed to say yes to that. No, no, no you're not. But I would take Darren Waller over Zach Ertz. Don't we have to say Darren Waller? I might take game? Hunter Henry over Zach Ertz. Mm. Look, man. At this point, if if you're weak at tight end, you're at a big disadvantage. There's just a lot of tight ends putting up big points right now. Thank but you. you can trade for Thank one you, because I'm sure there's somebody in every league that's got two good tight ends. All right. By the way, nice nice game for Miles Sanders. Not incredible, but but perfectly fine. 20 yep. carries, three uh, three catches, and 131 total yards and a touchdown. Pretty damn good. He, he gave you three times value in daily yeah. on DraftKings anyway. Uh, Chicago 17, Giants 14. Chicago had the ball for 34 minutes, 29 seconds. Big advantage there. Heath, what do we got here? Once again, we've already used my Believe or Not, which was... Well, no, I, I don't think we got a firm resolution on this from everyone. So, um, believe it or not, you should not start any Giants until further notice. Don't believe it. I still think Evan Ingram and PPR can be useful, and I think Darius Slayton's upside will absolutely be helpful. But it really just depends on what the makeup of your other wide receivers are. If you've got two really good wide receivers and you can afford to take a chance at a flex spot, I think Slayton still qualifies. Against the 49ers this week? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't... Like, the 49ers are Especially not exactly... Especially if there's no Shepard. Yeah, the 49ers are not exactly the 49ers, right? I mean, they are no, injured. No, and Richard Sherman. Traveling pass rush is suddenly the Is the current 49ers defense better or worse than the current Bears? Worse. Worse. Okay. Yeah, I'd say worse. Worse. Um, by Tariq Cohen is droppable in PPR. Well, Believe Brian it or not. Pace, the Bears general manager, would tell you that he's not. He just gave him a nice contract extension. And why in the hell if they're going to give him six touches? Because they're a poorly managed franchise. <laughs> hey, look, they're 2-0. and oh. Sorry, gets, that was a little bit of bias. He yeah. gets more right. carries. In law, he gets more catches in losses than wins, so I, you know, they were Sorry expected for to win. Being an they're angry, they're not going to lose any games, so I don't know what we're holding on to them. They're at Atlanta next. Believe week. it or not, you should have lowered expectations for Allen Robinson moving forward. And you can throw Anthony Miller in there too. Oh, Miller, stupid. I, I feel the guy you can drop. <laughs> I feel dumb on that one. Yeah, that's the guy you can drop. Like what was his snapshot? Oh, we won't know yet. Three tomorrow, targets. I'd like we need to discuss later in the week how many snaps he played. I think Darnell Mooney might be the number two wide receiver. Um, he had as many targets as him. Well, okay, they spread the, the ball around a lot. I don't know about that. I mean, that's for the for the season. Miller has nine targets and Mooney has six. They had twelve different Bears get at least one target. All right, let's move so, on. Let's move on. San Fran thirty-one, Jets thirteen. Heath. Um, yeah, this one's really difficult because we don't know anybody who's going to play for either team next week. <laughs> Believe it or not, sit all Jets and 49ers in week number um, three. Like, believe it or not, George Kittle will be just fine with Jimmy Garoppolo out. I don't know if he'll be back before Jimmy Garoppolo's back. I mean, the report we got was that they expected him to be back Keith. next week. Heath, that believe it or not, we got. believe it or not, Jordan Reed should be added. No. 
it's, it's hard to believe it, right? It's tough. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm happy for him. I really am. Thrilled that he had a, a two-touchdown game, and if you used him in DFS, uh, for, congratulations. It's fantastic. But I just have a hard time trusting him. Going to have way, a hard time putting him in my lineup. You know, if you're in like a 12-team, two-quarterback league or super flex league, Nick Mullins was not that bad. Um, nope. So, and he wasn't that bad last time we saw him play. That's what I meant. I meant when he was a oh, starter okay. um, two years ago. Yeah. Uh, and no, he wasn't that bad in this game either. Uh, I did love Jordan Reed's cleats. I the old school Air Jordans. Of course you did, Chicago guy. Go go watch yeah. a White Sox game. I'm Pit- going to in October. <laughs> Pittsburgh 26, Denver 21, Heath. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, yeah. Melvin Gordon is matchup proof. Oh, well, with Ooh. Lindsay out or without, with Lindsay out or with Lindsay Ooh. in. <laughs> well, Lindsay's out two to four weeks, so there's right. no telling what the world would look like in two to four weeks. We don't even consider that. Yeah. Look, oh, I, yeah, I thought he ran. I thought he ran well early. Uh, the touchdown catch was on a beautiful throw from Jeff Driscoll, and he's dominating touches and playing time. Given the way the running back landscape is right now, I think you're right, Heath. Believe it or not, I'd rather you'd rather have Deontay Johnson than Keenan Allen. Wow, Believe am, it. Am I really going to go that far? Believe it. Who's the starting quarterback for the rest of the season for the Chargers? Is it going to be Herbert? It's going to be I Herbert. Think if it's going to be if it's going to be Herbert, I'll take my chances with Keenan Allen. But I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing from Deontay Johnson and from Ben Roethlisberger. Nice uh, start of the week call, Jamie. Like even that today with Herbert at quarterback, though, they didn't throw as much as the Steelers are going to, and Keenan Allen didn't get as many targets as Deontay Johnson did. Oh, they ran a lot today. Colts 28, Vikings 11. Colts had the ball for 38 minutes and 25 seconds. Viking, the Vikings. Well, Naheem Hines didn't. I, the Vikings, I think, when it comes out tomorrow, they are going to be so far behind everyone in time of possession. They, they've got about 41 minutes of time of possession, I think, in two games. No. More like 42. How many did they have last week? Like 19 minutes. Yeah, so it's like 41 minutes. Uh, yeah, it was like, it's unbelievable. Um, and that and when you look at Dalvin Cook with 26 carries in two games, that's really a big part of it because Madison only has nine. So just keep that in mind. They just really have not had the ball. And thankfully, Cook is scoring. Um, Heath, what do we got for this game? You're really going to hate this one. Uh-oh. Believe it or not, the Vikings are in contention for the number one pick. Nope. Not as long as the Jets are around. Yeah, the Jets are so bad. But if you amend it to the number two pick, they might be. Their defense is... They need Daniel Hunter back, and, and that hopefully will change things for them. But, uh, you know, I don't I don't want hopefully things Dave, you know it's Daniel. You know it's Daniel Hunter, Dave. What'd I say? Daniel, I think, or Daniel... What? Yeah, yeah, you tripped. I never heard you say that before. You know, you know everybody's name. I didn't say that. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, uh, believe it or not, it's drop Naeem Hines. Oh yeah, I was trying to save us the pain of that one, but yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't. Uh, well, believe it or not, Moelle Cox should be added for as long as Jack Doyle's out. Sure, you know, the, the last week was the Philip Rivers loves to throw to his running backs, and this week it's Philip Rivers loves to throw to his tight ends. I I feel like you know this is what happens with pass catching running backs. Like if we're not dropping Tariq Cohen, then we probably shouldn't drop Naeem Hines. I, I don't Naeem think Hines you should has never want been a top to drop twenty Naeem running Hines. back. 
That's true, but he does have the potential to be. You're going to drop him. You'll probably chase what you got out of Daryl Henderson and you know the other running backs that we talked about. If you don't have Saquon Barkley, are you going to keep Naheem Hines or are you going to go try and get Wayne Gallman? I think you're going to try and get Wayne Gallman. Okay, Tampa Bay 31, Carolina 17. Another so big you probably, wait, you wait, probably are, are you prioritizing Wayne Gallman over Deion Lewis? No. Uh, well, we could. Do we need to talk about this? Or do you want to wait till Tuesday, Tuesday to talk about Tuesday. this? Tuesday. Let's wait until Tuesday. Tampa Bay 31, Carolina 17. Believe it or not, Tom Brady is not the fantasy starter you drafted him to be. I, I want to <laughs> say I don't believe it, but I think you kind of have to. I mean, look around at the other quarterbacks. We're talking That's up Tannehill and Minshew. Is. Yeah, it's it's not I, just that Brady because I, I think Brady. I think there's been some fantasy points left on the table with Brady that yes. I expect him to get better, and I expect like touchdowns being dropped, that kind of stuff. But it's just that there have been a lot of quarterbacks who are really elevating their game, where he was a back end top twelve guy in draft day anyway. So maybe he's just fallen out of that. It seems like that's happened to most of the old quarterbacks that were at the back end of that top 12, like besides Aaron Rodgers, of course. Um, but yeah, I I would like to... St- I think that Tom Brady will be that guy at some point. I think like we spent so much time talking about the rookies and talking about continuity, and we glossed over it all with Tampa Bay because Brady's the GOAT, and we just figured he'd acclimate quicker than everyone else. Right. And he played his first game against a very good Saints defense, and he played his second game without arguably his best wide receiver. Right. And so I would like to have some patience, but I don't want to start him until they figure it out. Uh, Buffalo 31, Miami 28. Uh, Yeah, believe it or not, man. That's a good one, Heath. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to say believe it. Oh Believe God. it or not, you you just can't start a Buffalo running back. Yeah, I be- oh, unless yeah, you count Josh yeah. Allen. <laughs> hmm. I, I'm wondering if Stefan Diggs is like the best sell high candidate in fantasy football right now. There's a couple reasons. One, like he's got a history of being inconsistent, of having huge games, and ha- about over the last three years, about half of his games he's had less than 50 yards. And yet, at the same time, he's been a really, really good fantasy wide receiver because he has massive blow-up games. So he's had two of them. Seems like he's had he had at least one great matchup. I, I've been saying the Dolphins' defense. I'm not sure it's all that bad, but maybe he's had two great matchups. And I'm just wondering if, like, what we've seen from Josh Allen, he had never done before. He'd never thrown 300 yards. He did 400 yards today. Like, maybe Stefan Diggs is just like the supreme sell high because I, I feel like there could be some some bad games in there, like a, like a number of them. What do you think? There could be. There's no question about it. And, you know, Byron Jones was Miami's best corner, and he left early in this game with an injury. I, I oh. feel kind of like Buffalo's offense isn't well-structured. It's like, all right, Josh, go out there and make a play. And then he goes out there and he makes 17 plays, and Bills look this? great doing it. Let's say you drafted Stephon Diggs. You started him the first two weeks. Things are going swimmingly. You're 2-0. and would you trade Stefan Diggs for Michael Thomas? If I like the rest of my receivers, sure. Now, I mean, there's, there's that's what I would try to get involved there too. There's, oh yeah, you know, are we sure that Michael Thomas is going to come back and be just fine, or is he going to come back and be kind of, you know, noticeably? What percentage bad? of Michael Thomas is Stefan Diggs though? Right now, 
a million percent because Michael Thomas. No, of you know. traditional Michael Thomas. You think that's what he meant? <laughs> um, uh, I don't yes. know. Yes, six, no. six, You're seventy exhausting. percent. Uh, he could be better than sixty percent. Okay, would you trade him for Adam Thielen? Digs or Thielen? Digs for Thielen? Yeah. I don't think I'm ready to do that now. I'd probably take Diggs. All right, believe, but, it or, believe it or not, I got this. Believe it or not, Miles Gaskin is the most under-rostered player in, at 20% in the world. Uh, Daryl Henderson's 30%. Okay, the second most under-rostered. <laughs> <laughs> believe it. Six catches for Miles yeah, Gaskin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty yeah. Good, pretty good. And four. It's five more one. than Matt Breida. Where, where did this come from? It, yeah. They signed Jordan Howard. They trade for Matt Breida. Oh yeah, Miles Gaskin. All right. Do you think he the leads ball. the Dolphins in touches, running backs in touches? Yes, but Jordan Howard is going to continue to have fewer yards and carries and score a touchdown every week. <laughs> you can start your projections each week with Jordan Howard six fantasy points. <laughs> That's awesome. That's it. Quinn Miles Gaskin has a hamstring injury in like week seven or week eight. Can we say the Dolphins blew a Gaskin? Jeez, Dallas forty, Atlanta thirty nine. Uh, Heath, anything here? Uh, believe it or not, C.D. Lamb has already surpassed Michael Gallup. Yeah, I can believe that. <laughs> Look Michael at the targets. Yeah, Gallup has a lot of almost plays. Lamb had an almost touchdown today. Well, Gallup's Gallup's a big play guy. You know they're gonna, yep. you know. So well, but I, that's Cooper's what I kind of thought. Cooper, but, I said Cooper. <laughs> Amari Cooper's fifty-eight yard catch was pretty awesome. By the way, that's terrific. Yeah. All right, so we're taking we take Lamb over Gallup. I think I'm ready to. He's awesome. CD Lamb have is awesome. I'll probably have him as a push next week, but one more week and I'll have Lamb over him. Arizona thirty, Washington fifteen. Eighth. Yeah, believe it or not, Logan Thomas is not actually a thing. He gets all those targets though. Nine targets in this game. How many, Eight last week. How many regular tight end targets are Dwayne Haskins' targets worth? <laughs> <laughs> like, is it 0.75? Yeah, it might be something like that. Uh, I, I, it depends on what tight ends are on my waiver wire. Logan Thomas is not a high priority. Stack. Dalton Schultz over. Oh Logan yeah, Thomas. you're gonna go. You gotta go Schultz. So I. So the only thing I'll say is that. Um, Cleveland so far probably is giving up the most fantasy points to tight ends. That's their next matchup. Mark Andrews had a huge game, which is whatever. But then you they had just like, played Arizona, Adam. I well, so far so good for Arizona. But Uzama and Sample, I'm I'm just bringing it up. I'm just bringing it up. I like get their, it. I hear their it. Next and it's, is it's a fair point. So maybe next week is the Joe Boo week for Logan Thomas. Okay, uh, believe it or not. Kenyon Drake is a by low candidate. Yes. Yes. You, like, were you stuck between bust and by low no. and you couldn't decide which one you were going to say? No, he, I, I don't know what to think of Kenyon Drake. I you like chose the, the right one. He plays Detroit next week. Carolina after that, the jets after that. Okay. He is about he to just played Washington. explode. That's okay. Look, Washington might have a really good that. front, you know, like they, they definitely have a really good front. Baltimore 33, Houston 16. James Conner for Kenyon Drake. Make the move. Baltimore 33, Houston 16. Believe it or not, 
Brandon Cooks is a starter if Will Fuller's out next week. How could you not believe that, right? I know. It's the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I was pretty I was pretty happy to see it because I was worried that Brandon Cooks was just going to have Wait, a wait. He, they don't play the Chiefs next week. They played oh, the sorry, Chiefs sorry, last sorry, week. Sorry, sorry. I'm, looking at, I'm looking at the Ravens. They play the Steelers. Oh. Yeah, that's, Who drew up the schedule for the Houston Texans? <laughs> that is and worse. Why do they hate the Houston Texans? Yeah, it's probably so something Bill O'Brien traded for. <laughs> um. Okay, so I was encouraged by it, any, it nonetheless. Yeah, no, you can't like any of the Texans receivers next week, but after that, it's the Vikings, the Jaguars. I'm not so sure. Darius Slayton had a good game against the Steelers. Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton had like 130 yards combined against the Steelers. Like They haven't shut down receivers so far. That's a good point. Um, let's see if we have anything else from this game. We already did, believe it or not, on the Ravens running back. Hold on. Will Brandon Cooks be better or worse than five for 95 next week? Worse. That's what I think. He might not be too far off. 95 yards a lot. Yeah, maybe maybe it's five for 81, something like that. All right, last not game. top 24. Kansas City 23 and the Chargers 20. Uh, wait, I got to get your quick thoughts on David Johnson. Total dud for him. Yeah, well, he played Baltimore. It's the Ravens. Okay. Kansas City 23, Chargers 20. And they only gave him 11 carries because they don't know how to use running backs. They fell behind, but fair enough. Bill O'Brien's, his brain's got a dimple like his chin does. <sighs> All right, Heath, Bel- what do we got for this one? Believe it or not, we might want to try to sit running backs against the Chargers. Nope. Who's next week for them? Uh Carolina. Well, depends who the running back is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you wouldn't sit that running back. But this was not... An, it was interesting. Like, there are certainly some situations they don't trust Clyde in yet, the Chiefs. Yeah, um, true. Yes. Because Daryl Williams got hurt, and there was a lot more Darwin Thompson than expected. And then when they were going hurry up, they had a fullback in there just to block for Mahomes. And they went for it on fourth and one in a huge spot, and it was Darwin Thompson who got the carry and picked up the first down, which said to me, who's the, who, I don't know who the goal lineback is, but like that give, do or die situation, they didn't trust CEH and short Well, yardage. are you surprised after no. what happened to Edwards Alaire so in week one? Maybe it should have been, believe it or not, we were a little too quick to anoint Clyde as a top 10 running back. That's probably true. No, wait, but hold on. There no. are still positives. <laughs> no, come on. He had he had six catches in this game. Well, if you'd let me finish what I was going to no, say. No, because Dave, you're you're waffling. Like, don't give in. I'm not waffling. Don't he give in. He averaged four yards per target and three point eight per carry. Look, they, I'm, I'm they got they the got whipped up the front catches. today, man. They, like the Chargers outplayed them. They just don't have Mahomes. So this was not a good game for them. I don't know if next week will be against the Ravens, but like I'm not. Who who's coming out of this discouraged about Clyde Edwards Elair? No, okay, no one my should. No one should. Aaron Jones or Clyde? Jones. Jones. Because there was no question last week. Yeah, Jones. Nope. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you guys watching this game? Nope. No. A lot of highlights. A lot of highlights. All right. Good. I'm I'm gonna go watch it now. Cool. See ya. Good stuff. Thanks for listening, everybody. Long show today. Appreciate it from Dave and Heath. Um and uh, thank you if you watched uh, if you watched our live stream on Twitch today. We appreciate it. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. And thank you for being a part of that. We will talk to you with a Monday episode, and we'll get ready for the waiver wire. Hopefully, we'll have some updated injury information for you tomorrow afternoon or Monday afternoon, whenever you're hearing this. I'm Adam Azer for Dave Richard. Ooh, Cam Newton. Yeah, yeah, intercept for that.
Bye, everyone. Talk to you on Monday. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.